Welcome to Rolls and Lols, the Humescope podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know Humescope, a quick overview, we are a recruitment training business. Um, founded and run by two recruiters, myself and Laura, who have been recruiting for over 30 years. Um, we're super passionate about the industry. We teach recruiters, agency owners all across Australia, New Zealand, and hopefully one day the world, because we're planning on taking it over. Um, over to Laura. My name is Laura, co-founder of Humescope. Um, we're going to be running this podcast weekly. The aim is just to give you little bits of advice, tips, tricks, all related to the recruitment industry, and hopefully some laughs along the way too. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you'd like more info, go to humescope.com.au. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Please give it a like, give it a follow, give it a share, send us a message. Um, spread the love and word. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Welcome, welcome. Yay. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. So thank you for listening, team, whoever's listening. If it's just Laura's mum and my mum, thanks for listening. At this point, <laughs> I think it is. We might have, like, one other person that we to all of our... We, we appreciate it. <laughs> Um, so this week's episode is all around salaries, comms, what recruiters are looking for um, in recruitment agency land. So Laura and I put together a survey that went out to thousands of recruiters in our database. We have 304 recruitment professionals from agency land complete a series of 10 questions which were related to remuneration benefits that they received, flexibility that they received, um, commissions, what they were looking for in a new role, and the data is pretty insane. Actually, quite surprising. Not insane. And I haven't, as, as has a mind for this stuff, right? I, I, my, it breaks my brain. So as has spent like a whole day doing the analysis mm-hmm. on this, and I don't really know what we've come out with yet. So we thought, because we were just about to debrief on it, we thought actually we would debrief on it on the potty. And I'm going to guess what some of the answers are. And now I instantly feel panic because I feel like I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. This is quite nerve-wracking to you. I'm going to ask you a whole series of questions. And if you get wildly, wildly wrong... Are you even in recruitment? Do you even know what's going on? Actually, yeah, this might really impact my reputation. People come to me for advice. (laughs) Look, after this session, I'll be clued up, won't I? We'll find out if they should be seeking your advice. All right, just hit me. Okay, I reckon if we do a question for you around each of the questions that we ask, the people if that makes sense okay (laughs) so we asked us all is around base salary so this is excluding super and we asked people across all levels or all sort of at which stage of their career they were at so we asked them journey so journey consultants what were their salaries so what do you reckon a journey consultant on average across 
the whole of Australia is paid as a base salary. This is such a tough one because I swear salaries haven't changed at that level that much. Mm. So I want to be surprised. I would say 55K to 60K. We need one of those steps. 63k plus super. Right. Far off. It's definitely gone up. Hmm. Definitely gone up. It has, hasn't it? I remember, I don't remember five, six years ago as a consultant getting 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I reckon the one that most people will be thinking of is what does a senior consultant this is the question that I get asked most. How much do my senior consultants be on? What's the average? What do you reckon? And also I should preface this with we also ask average experience level across these. So our senior consultant data on average, they had 5.8 years experience across recruitment. What is a 5.8 year experience senior consultant across Australia on average getting? Okay, so all the noise in the market would tell you they're getting like 250 grand. <laughs> yeah, and the firstborn of the owner of the business. So it's, t- it's a tricky one, right? Because I think the only things that we hear about are the recruiters that are getting massively inflated salaries. I feel mm. like that's all we hear. Like, oh, we heard the other day that a senior consultant oh, got for the base of 130K, plus they were getting guaranteed comms, plus they got a car. Yeah. Plus, you know, their yeah. firstborn university fees were back, you know, like you hear all of this stuff. But six years tenure is also pretty high. Hmm. So I would say we're going to be looking at the very cusp of the six-figure mark. Hmm. This one you've come in higher at, Laura. Hmm. On average... Senior consultant in Australia with 5.8 years experience is on 89,000 plus super. See, that feels normal. Yeah, that is normal. And you're exactly right in what you said. It's the squeaky wheel gets the most attention, i.e. the squeaky wheel in this case, meaning the senior consultant that's managed to negotiate the most incredible salary with the most incredible benefits, but it's one-off. Any consultants are not getting 110 to 125 plus all these amazing benefits. On average, they're getting 89 plus super, which is a good salary. Yeah, which is a good salary and a sustainable salary for recruitment agencies. Yeah. I think it's really important for agencies to Mm. hear that and to see we don't have to be paying these massively inflated salaries. Otherwise, it's a race to the bottom. Also, what is the squeaky wheel analogy? I don't know. The squeaky wheel gets the most attention. But you don't pay attention to the wheel that's working and just going round and round. It's the squeaky one that you go, hang on, what is that? It's the squeaky wheel gets the most attention. Where do you find that? Okay. One so salaries, obviously, we'll get more data around that across over the next few weeks. So we've got that into all of the different titles. And stay tuned on the HumeScope LinkedIn page, which is where we're releasing it. 
Um, the second question we asked was around benefits and what people are currently getting. So we did an analysis based on job title, but this one I just want to ask you on overview of all 304 people that filled it out, what benefits do you think are the most prevalent? So 74% of people get this one benefit. Personally, I don't think it's a benefit, but it's cool for the trade. Oh, my goodness. Um, see, I or think... What, what can some of them be? What do you think the top two or three I think it's still going to be like old school things like... Um, incentive lunches. <laughs> yes, that was quite like up there. Company annual holiday. And I say old school, but you know what I mean? Like how yeah. you always incentivize recruiters is with parties. Yes. So that's, I would say there. that that is still really prominent. It's definitely up there, and you're right. Now, second question we asked people were, well, what were they actually looking for in a move? And... It's quite interesting that company incentives, company away trips was completely bottom of the list for what people were actually looking for. What do you think the most prevalent thing that people were looking for in a move was across all 304 people? So if they move, this would be one of their priorities that they'd want to commit. 52% of people said they wanted this. I wonder if it's like higher base. We've been banging on about salaries. Um, <laughs> I think it might be something serious, like something like better commission scheme or more opportunities to earn, mm. profit share. I think it actually might be something more serious. Like if we if we've got on that list that the lowest interest that people that would cause people to want to move or that they care about is things like the company away days and those types of things then I actually think it's going to hit the other end of the scale and it might be actually mm. something either career-focused, like I'd hope it was L&D or L&D was up there, or mm. I think it could be ability for earning. Mm. What is it? You were right, Laura Hodge. So on the bottom end of what people are looking for, only 4%, 4% of their 304 results were interested in high bill of lunches, end of year, company away days, company holidays, no one cares about that from our finding. What they do care about, you're spot on, Laura Hope, equity and fair plans. And there's quite a few up there as well. Training and development, thankfully, is up there. Because people are looking at 40% of people. That's what they were looking for. Um, yeah, that's quite interesting. And I'm not surprising because those company away days the lunch clubs for high billers they're kind of not that they're not important but they're they're kind of a given now yeah they're it's cultural. a given that you're doing them yeah it shouldn't be the thing that draws people in because it's not making people interested in them all but this is the um, thing we use them as culture builders no i think we need to use them as culture builders rather than mm. benefits that you get but it's what I see highlighted across every agency's EVP. And that yeah. is what I would call like a, a real extrinsic motivator. You're not going to stay mm. motivated by that stuff after you've been on one or yeah. two of them long term. Mm. Do you reckon we've got one more in us? One more. Flexibility. Okay. We won't even go into the rest. Um, but flexibility. Analysis of all the results. 
Uh, the options were, this one, this question was, what sort of flexibility do you get? The options were complete flexibility with no requirement to come to the office at all. Flexible with required days from office, which were two days. The other one was flexible with three days from office, flexible with four days from office. And then the last one was required to come into the office five days a week unless I asked for permission. Which one do you think was the highest sensitive people? I would say flexibility with two days required in the office. Yes, Laura Hodes, that's even a high. (laughs) That's good. It's nice that people are being listened to. Yeah. You know what? These results are so interesting, and we've broken it down into analysis on just senior consultants, analysis on just juniors, team leaders, directors, GMs, and exactly broken all of that down into what those people are looking for, what they're on, et cetera. So I think it will be really, really beneficial, not only agency owners, but recruiters um, at all levels to see and benchmark what they're currently on because it's not what everyone's telling you. And I would not listen to the rhetoric with regards to, we can get you another 40K, yes, we probably can in an agency that's desperate for recruiters, but those expectations are so incredibly high and it's unsustainable. So hopefully what this will do, this report, is bring expectations down to realistic levels. Yeah, and I think for recruiters as well to be thinking about what makes up a great package because a Mm. base salary does not define everything and I think even giving some food for thought to what other companies are offering in terms of the full package rather than just these inflated salaries that we hear about the squeaky wheels um, squeaky wheel gets the most <laughs> I think there will be a lot in here that will surprise people yeah. it's a great salary survey we'll release it <laughs> mid-July but we are running a <laughs> webinar with um, more insight to the results and we yeah have that out now so if you'd like some more details let us know Yes, 17th of June, 9am, Melbourne time, an hour-long webinar. If you're wanting to come and sort of have a deep dive into the results before we release the survey, we'll put a link in so you can join. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.